Picasso Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Paso Paso Podcast. My name is Miles. Happy to be here with you as we begin to wrap up the year of 2020. What a year it's been. We very much appreciate all of our collaborations that have allowed for this um, interview series to be shared with you, the listener, um, not only online through your favorite podcast app, but also on KNC Taos 93.5, and also thanks to uh, generous uh, support for our Paso Paso um, outreach to the community from the Keeler Foundation. Uh, today we have a guest that is not someone that lives in Taos, which is a wonderful change for us as we branch out and get a statewide perspective. Uh, Kate, welcome. Thanks so much for joining us, and would you uh, like to introduce yourself? Yes, thank you. Pleasure to be here. My name's Kate Noble. My title is quite long. It is the Vice President for Policy and Stakeholder Engagement with the New Mexico Early Childhood Development Partnership, which is the policy arm of the United Way of Santa Fe County. But in short, it means uh, I'm somebody who works statewide to listen to stakeholders in the early childhood community uh, and figure out smart policy recommendations and support to sort of create connectivity between local communities and state government. We are always looking uh, for improvements to make how things work, particularly at the state level, just a little better for the people who are working with our youngest children in communities. Um, and it's really just the best job I've ever had. It's phenomenal. <laughs> That's awesome. And I think, you know, um, lucky us that we um, have you in a position that you enjoy that is also so important for um, folks around the state to feel as though they're heard. Yes, and it's amazing what wisdom um, is available if you just take a chance to listen to it and, and um, let people uh, say what they know. And I feel enormously privileged to be able to do that and, and then sort of translate it to some of the policymakers policy in state government. Yes, and um, I, you know... I have some knowledge gaps to be filled in, and hopefully that'll also help inform our audience. But I have the sense that you've been doing this sort of work for a long time. Um, if you'd like to briefly share anything about that history or what led you to this point, um, as well as maybe bringing it up to the current status of our uh, state government and having the, um, the new department, if you could um, help just kind of shed some light on those things. Yeah. Well, I'll do both the personal and professional tracks. And personally, just very briefly, my background is in business and economics, um, particularly as um, an economic development and community development person for uh, the most recent decade. Um, and in getting to early childhood, it's really been extraordinary because I feel like this is this is all the same. It's how we enable and empower a workforce, which is always a big concern in economic development. It's how we set up future generations for success. Um, so I just feel like a, a kid in a toy store sometimes having found early childhood, which is really the ultimate lever for economic and community development. And about three years ago, I started in early childhood specifically. Um, and started doing some conversations around something called a business plan for early childhood. 
And this was in partnership with the Early Childhood Funders Group. And there was a desire to really get some authentic engagement around this plan. So in the summer of 2018, we started doing that. And the first lever was really about governance. Um, And with all of that listening, which uh, in communities, we really heard that alignment, alignment was key, that there were too many sort of different sets of rules, different guidelines different standards, just difference across. Um, So we worked, and and this is standing on the shoulders of a lot of work that went before, we worked to pull a lot of that together um, and to advocate for Senate Bill 22, which created alignment in the form of an early childhood department. Um, And again, it's, it's really, I don't think we have enough time to say all of the factors that went into that, and it wasn't sort of out of the clear blue sky when we started doing the engagement. It really is the product of a lot of work by a lot of people in the system over years and years and years. Um, But we at the New Mexico Early Childhood Development Partnership were um, sort of staffing that bill, if you will, through our our work. Um, And I personally got to be the person who was uh, designated by Senator Michael Padilla as one of the bill's sponsors to be in this particular bill language with the Legislative Council Services. So they have a whole team during the legislative session of people who um, work on bills. And and I was there with one of them, signed to Senate Bill 22, going through all the changes, working on the language. And of course, um, that passed and was signed into law by Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham, who had also supported it during that session. Um, And then we applied for and were awarded through an RFP process the ability to do a needs assessment, a statewide needs assessment under a federal preschool development grant. So then we took the engagement um, show on the road in and on steroids, if you will. So the listening in communities that we had done the previous year got uh, amplified for the needs assessment. And we were actually just quantifying some of um, what was done during the needs assessment and then the strategic plan, which is just being developed in partnership with the um, early childhood department. And we have um, engaged directly almost 5,000 people through the needs assessment and strategic plan process. Um, And of course, everywhere from Taos to um, Las Cruces and Hobbs and and JAL even, which is in the very southeast corner of New Mexico, to um, Shiprock and Farmington and Silver City to Raton. And we've just gone all over the state crisscrossing um, and going to various different communities and working through trusted partners. We don't go into a community and try to have our own event. We, we try and find um, a partner in the community. And Paso a Paso has been a wonderful partner for us in Taos. Um, and it's really been just a great experience because there's a lot in common um, despite the diversity and different geographies and just giganticness of New Mexico, because it really is a very big state. Um, People working in early childhood are experiencing many of the same issues. And, you know, we get to hear those and um, 
distill them into these documents. So we've done a pretty comprehensive needs assessment um, from the 2019 work. And then in 2020, we actually did a bunch of engagement around the strategic plan in February, right before things shut down. Um, And we're now in the process of really finalizing the deep thinking that's gone into the strategic plan since all of that engagement. Um, And it should be turned in by the end of this year, by the end of 2020. And it'll be a a three-year strategic plan for the state of New Mexico prenatal to five um, is where it's looking at. So it's been a big amount of work and just a a lot of engagement from people all over the state. Wow. And that is a lot of work. Um, And it sounds as though, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that that document and those results will help steer um, what the department looks to accomplish in the next three years. Is Is that what you shared there? Absolutely. And, you know, critically, it has been the strategic plan in particular has been um, something we've worked on while the the department has gotten up and running. So the department officially began full operations on July 1 of 2020 this year. And as we have shaped the strategic plan, it's been great to engage with Secretary Elizabeth Griginski and her team. And they've really um, started to weave a lot of their work, which of course, since March has been um, very much in the face of a pandemic, very much dealing with all of the impacts of COVID-19, but they are managing to be strategic, even while being responsive to all of the immediate needs. And the strategic plan has been the place for that. So they've woven in their strategic directives and initiatives into the five goal areas sorry, there's six goal areas, um, and each goal area has um, three, most of them have three. One has four uh, underlying objectives uh, to support those goals, and then there are actions, so the real particular things to be done to get to those objectives, and then measurements, how, how we're tracking progress along the way, and it's been great to see that team in the early childhood department really dig in and weave in their strategy into this strategic plan. Um, Having said that, it's important to note that it is meant to be a strategic plan for the whole state of New Mexico. So though a lot of it sits with the early childhood department, it is also, there are areas where the Department of Health, where the uh, public education department, where children, youth and families department will play. So that will be coordinated through the children's cabinet. And the director of that, Mariana Padilla, has been very involved in the development of the needs assessment and strategic plan, along with the leadership team from the beginning. So it's been a a real collaborative effort and lots of people working to get this, this big piece of work completed. Yeah. Well, thanks again for um, not only initiating, but, but helping, well, you know, being a part of the initiative and succeeding in establishing the department and all of the work that's, that's followed. Um, You know, obviously things are are ever changing in our world currently and, and things that we knew to be true Um, you know, a few years ago or even last year with respect to the early childhood world and supporting families in our communities um, is both the same and different. Um, In what ways will the department continue to engage um, regional communities for for feedback on how things are going as we move forward? 
Well, there's a lot of language in um, one of the goals, which is governance. It's it's um, the second goal, goal two, which are, and there's no order of importance, although goal one is families, um, which I think everybody really wants to be at the center of, of all of the strategic thinking and actions. Um, but there's a lot of uh, indication in the goals and actions of the strategic plan and, and where the department is going that there is a desire to incentivize local collaboration and alignment to not be too prescriptive about how that works or should look because it may look different in different local communities um, and to really empower local coalitions and particularly local coalitions that are achieving the goals of coordination and alignment, you know, making the whole bigger than the sum of its parts. Um, there's a lot of indication that the department wants to build that into decision making, um, to provide innovative funding for that and um, it's woven throughout the um, strategic plan. It sits primarily in governance, but it looks around data and funding in particular as well, you know, sharing data with communities so that there can be a continuous quality improvement process. And again, you know, fostering greater alignment and innovation sort of in an ongoing way um, is pretty clear in a number of places throughout the strategic plan. And that's something that the department has really embraced. You know, how do we uh, continue to listen to local coalitions and local stakeholders and weave their ideas or what they need to do into policies and administrative procedures and even, you know, putting out um, some sort of funding for to incentivize alignment. You know, there's some specific things like that in the strategic plan and to incentivize, uh, again, greater local coordination coordination around individual families. So it, it's a pretty clear commitment that that is something that is going to grow and be increasingly important as the department really gets its legs um, going forward. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, and on this podcast, unfortunately, time always flies by and we have we could probably speak for a few hours. Um, and, you know, thankfully, based on what you're sharing, it sounds like Taos is in a pretty good situation with PASO as a local uh, early childhood care provider network um, working together. Uh, how can the public and those listening stay in touch with your work and or the work of the department um, as things move forward here in our last 30 seconds? Yeah, well, websites are always a good thing. Uh, Early Learning New Mexico is, um, I believe, a good place for the department. We are NMECDP for the New Mexico Early Childhood Development Partnership. Um, and those are probably the best places. Facebook is also a good place. Um, and I would say, you know, the Paso Paso Network is an extraordinary example of a local coalition. And so that's always a good place to turn for information. Great. Well, thanks so much, Kate. I hope this is just the first of many um, discussions we have here on the podcast. And thank you so much for all of your work and also including Taos in, in those initiatives. Thank you so much for having me. 